Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It was great to see the Tigers start the season yesterday with a big win in Chicago, a 6-3 victory against the White Sox. The Tigers, of course, come home on Friday to open the home season. And you can join me and Lacey Bilshay from Cranes, retired Tigers beat reporter Tom Gage, and a host of other special guests for a live broadcast as we celebrate Tigers opening day at the Majestic Cafe downtown from 9 to noon on Friday morning. We're also going to play your personal walk-off songs. If you were playing for the Tigers, what song would you have them play as you walked from the on-deck circle into the batter's box. Tell us what song you would pick, and uh, we'll play some of them on Friday during the show. You can enter your tune at WDET.org. You can leave a little bit early for the game, beat the traffic, and hang out with us on Woodward in Midtown before heading downtown to the ballpark. It should be a lot of fun. You can join us in person, or you can, of course, listen here on WDET. is one of my favorite shows of the year because... Opening day is one of my favorite days of the year, so I hope to see you all out there. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about mortgages here in the city of Detroit. Uh, We are still having real trouble, uh, even with the excitement about real estate in the city in certain neighborhoods. Uh, If you try to buy a house in most of the city and go to a bank to try to get a loan, it's a really, really difficult process. Uh, The values that banks use to write those loans are not keeping up with the sales, the excitement about sales in downtown and midtown. And that leaves a lot of families, especially middle and upper uh, lower class families in a real pinch when it comes to home ownership. We're going to talk about it with uh, Joel Kurth. He's a reporter at Bridge Magazine who has written about this issue recently. And also Laura Herberg from right here at WDET has a really great report on this phenomenon in the city. And we want to talk about what to do about it. We're also going to want to hear from you, people here in the city of Detroit. Tell us what your experience has been trying to buy a home here in Detroit, trying to go to a bank to get a loan for that home. So about half past the hour, we will get to that subject. But first, President Donald Trump has spent many of his first days in office meeting with small groups of leaders from various sectors throughout the country, law enforcement, auto execs, truckers. Last week, Trump met with some small and medium-sized manufacturers to talk about the future of making things here in America. One of the CEOs sitting at the table that day was Doug Magari. He is the CEO of IMI, a manufacturer of virtual reality display glasses in Troy. Doug, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, hi, Stephen. It's nice to speak with you. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I'm very curious, of course, about your conversation with uh, the president about manufacturing, especially about manufacturing here in the Midwest, where this is uh, the backbone, really, still of our uh, economy. But first, tell me, uh, tell me a little more about uh, about your specific business, Emmy. Yeah, Emmy is a manufacturer of a combination of augmented reality and virtual reality glasses in a single unit. It's uh, it's an amazing new technology, and we build by far the most sophisticated version of this type of product category in the world. Um, we've been developing the optical technique, which is quite revolutionary for it's taken us a decade 
to get it perfected. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah it's quite a, quite a project. It, it, it sounds like it, and, and it also sounds exactly like the kind of manufacturing uh, that we're shifting to in this country where we aren't making widgets or parts uh, as much as we used to, but we are manufacturing very sophisticated uh, types of equipment and, and gadgets that, that require a little bit more skill, really, than the manufacturing jobs of the past. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And it's vital that the U.S. Uh, maintains that kind of manufacturing in the United States. And so uh, there are a lot of skills required on manufacturing a project like this. And uh, we've made a decision, actually, uh, all the way back to 2005, that as we got this technology perfected, that we would, in fact, engineer it and design it in such a way that it could be economically and practically built here in the U.S. and, and remain competitive. Yeah, yeah. So so let's uh, talk then about your meeting with President Trump. Tell us what was what was that like and what was the conversation that took place? Yeah, well, certainly that's quite an experience. <laughs> it's, a, it's an amazing environment. Uh, this was a meeting that was put on by the National Association of Manufacturers, uh-huh. Uh, they had done a survey on kind of the optimism from manufacturers looking forward. Uh, and so we were there to go over that particular survey, uh, which has really some uh, tremendous optimism uh, in, in how the Trump administration is supporting manufacturing, uh, including small and medium companies like what we were there to represent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so the meeting was uh, very interesting. Uh, Twelve uh, CEOs from around the country. I was the only, uh, you know, although we're 12 years old, uh, we're still considered a startup because it's taken this long to get the product ready to go into manufacturing. And so uh, the uh, the president is very interested in seeing Michigan uh, become a powerhouse of manufacturing again as it once was. And so I was invited uh, because we're bringing uh, a high-tech Technology to the Michigan area, uh, and so that was why Emmy was uh, part of this group. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what did you learn from the president uh, that you maybe didn't know before about his approach to growing manufacturing? Some things maybe that uh, that he might do that would specifically help us here in the state of Michigan. Well, I, I will tell you, uh, you know, the media or TV, you know, you get the, you know, you get an impression of somebody. And I will tell you, meeting him in person, uh, I was really impressed with the absolute realism and sincerity, uh, you know, a care that Michigan, in fact, it does, you know, get more jobs and build up its manufacturing base. And so my takeaway was uh, I was really, really pleased and impressed with the seriousness of the president and the dedication, it's not rhetoric. I mean, he's here, and I would encourage every Michigan manufacturer to reach out to him. Uh, they, uh, he, he does like visiting facilities, and he will do that. And I invited him to come and visit ours. And uh, so he is a true champion, and, and that was something that – you know, I was hoping was true, but that was my takeaway. It's very, very real. Uh, and, and so what what kinds of things, uh, looking at your specific business here in Michigan, what kinds of things policy-wise would you like to see the administration affect 
to, to help you, as you say, move into this manufacturing phase and be able to do it and sustain, sustain the business. Yeah. And, and that was a big part of the discussion, you know, is what, what can, uh, what kind of policies can help facilitate us? What are the ones that are hurting? And in our business, uh, certainly the uh, rising cost of healthcare has been, uh, it's crushing. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a burden that, that we're all under and, and it remains that way. And so uh, that was some, you know, a point of topic. Um, the other is the tax burden. Uh, we've been a research and development company now moving into manufacturing and uh, the tax code and tax structure, it just makes it challenging. And, and the difficulty of it is that the, the magnitude of the burden that goes into just taxes takes away from being able to hire more people or to get to the, the goal line quicker. And so a big part of you know our concern was both on the taxes and health care. Yeah. Uh, so on the tax question, uh, you're, you're here in the state of, of Michigan. We saw a really dramatic cut in state taxes uh, in 2011. I also own a really small business here in the state of Michigan, and I, I've seen the balance sheet at the federal level and at uh, the state level go dramatically in in the sort of uh, the the negative. In other words, uh, I, I am paying fewer taxes today than I was uh, five or six, seven years ago. Um, is that picture is that picture not good enough? I guess for for the business that you're in. Well, it's certainly in the right direction, uh, and that's all good to see. And, uh, you know, so you know, the, the combination of what kind of regulations and paperwork are required to be able to meet all of the, the, uh, the current regulations, uh, you know, there's an enormous amount of regulations that, that you have to meet, and uh, it requires hiring somebody uh, full-time to be able to handle those kinds of things as you move forward. And certainly for a small company, uh, these things are, are quite onerous. Yeah. So it's just a general migration to being, you know, we still are the highest tax, uh, corporate tax in the, in the world. And so seeing these things come under, so we're, you know, although we're looking to manufacture here and to be able to, uh, um, you know, have, have our own taxes under control, we have to be able to compete worldwide. The product we're building uh, is, will literally be sold all over the world. And so being able to keep our costs down so that we can be competitive to do that is extremely important. Sure. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. My uh, guest is uh, Doug Magary. He is the CEO of IMI. We are talking about a meeting that President Donald Trump had recently with uh, small manufacturers, uh, manufacturers from around the country, including Doug uh, and his company in Troy, talking about what policies the president might pursue that might make life a little easier, a little better for small businesses, and especially for manufacturers, which remain the backbone of the economy here in the state of Michigan. You want to join the conversation, talk about what you would like to see President Trump do to jumpstart manufacturing, uh, to preserve the manufacturing we have, and 
also to prepare for the manufacturing jobs that we're going to have in the future, which are going to look different from the ones that we had in the past, going to require a lot more training and skill than they used to. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, you can. we'll try to work those comments into the conversation. Uh, Doug, I want to ask you about whether the president said anything about automation, which is the greatest threat, of course, to manufacturing jobs. The idea that a robot or a computer can do many of the things that we used to have people do in in manufacturing plants. Did he did he mention that? Did he talk about strategies to try to to try to uh, you know ameliorate the effect of that on the manufacturing sector sector here? Yeah, yeah, that was certainly a part of the discussion, and um, you know it's a, it's an area that our product uh, does uh, play a significant role yeah. uh, because we're able to enable a worker to do his job. Uh, more efficiently, uh, more effectively, uh, so you have a net productivity gain. And the kinds of things that we're involved in uh, don't necessarily replace jobs, it adds jobs. And But as part of the discussion, uh, there was definitely that point brought up. And and the, the, the net of it, uh, certainly from the group, the other CEOs that were there, uh, as well as from the president, was that the, the – it's not a zero-sum game. In other words, as new technologies become available and are developed like what we're doing, there will be more automation, which is eliminating some of those jobs, but they're opening and creating many, many new jobs. Yeah. And so a, a big part of the discussion was about workforce development and being able to have the universities be able to have people prepare, prepared properly as the world advances into a more and more sophisticated manufacturing environment. Yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. Talk about what you would like to see the Trump administration do with regard to manufacturing policy. 313-577-1019. Let's go to Steve in Ann Arbor. Steve, welcome to Detroit Today. Uh, good morning. Hey. So there's been a lot of talk of the impact of regulations on the bottom line for corporations. Uh-huh. I'm curious, could you articulate some of the regulations that are affecting your bottom line? And I'd also be curious, what were some of the regulations, specifically which regulations they talked about in that meeting that they need change to improve their bottom line? Yeah. Thank you. Great question, Steve. Thanks very much. Uh, Doug, go ahead. Talk about the regulatory environment that you operate in. Yeah, as it applies to IMI itself, we're we're not a chemical company. Uh, we're not producing fertilizers. We don't have grinding operations. You know, there's a lot of those kinds of things that simply don't apply uh, to what we're doing. And so there was no exact, uh, from the regulation standpoint, we did not have any specific issue uh, at hand. Other CEOs around the country that were there uh, are addressing the kinds of things that uh, affect their particular businesses. Um, the uh, I, I can't get into exactly the the details of of the regulations. Our concerns were more on being able to uh, have a qualified workforce and be able to uh, see that the taxes uh, are managed or not over onerous. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Brian in Detroit. Brian, welcome to Detroit today. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. I, my question always has been: when they always talk about these new higher technology jobs, there's still people who don't have the capacity to do these high technology jobs. Who like to you know who like to support their family and have kids and do all the things that the other people will, will do. But they always talk about, oh, we're going to go to these higher technology jobs when they get rid of the uh, the low skill jobs. And I don't see how everybody's going to qualify and have a place in the world for sure. those jobs. Sure, no, Brian, that's a that's a that's a pretty uh, important concern. It's especially an important concern here in the city of Detroit. Uh, Doug uh, Magary talk some about uh, uh, training the workforce. Right, uh, where are you able to find people, for instance? that uh, are trained to do the work that you are, are you training them? Yeah. yeah, so one of the things that's really wonderful about the product that we're building is that uh, because you're able to put on the glasses and be able to look at the, a particular object or a task uh, and then have an, a real-time overlay that gives you instructions, let's say, uh, if you're if you're doing some kind of an uh, assembly operation, that it can tell you what part goes first, second, third, and are you doing that properly? And so the the uh, necessity of having an extreme skill set actually drops, and so people who may not be as schooled or as you know have a lot of years of experience are going to be able to do jobs that they were never able to do before. And so it's really a wonderful advancement uh, and it's a very good point you know the being able to take people who you know perhaps don't have the education or the experience and be able to get, have them employed and so we're very very pleased with what our our technology is going to be able to do to the general workforce because we'll be able to help people get jobs that perhaps they would have never been able to perform before right uh, before I let you go I want to ask you a, a sort of bigger picture question about you've mentioned a couple times this concern about the tax burden that your uh, your business faces, uh, healthcare costs, things like that, which I know, of course, every uh, business owner worries about those things, thinks about those things, and balances them against uh, you know the, the the things that that allow them to make money. Um, at, at the same time, you have to live someplace, right, and you have to operate someplace. And the state of Michigan, even as it has drastically reduced the tax burden that is on businesses, it's also stopped doing things that I would think are just as important to business. And I'll give you some examples. For instance, think about the roads here in, in the state of Michigan, the, the awful condition of the roads, the awful condition of our infrastructure beyond roads, bridges, sewers, uh, wastewater, those kinds of things. Uh, the, the public schools here, uh, the, the, the deterioration of their outcomes over time as we have sort of either held steady or decreased the amount of money that we spend on uh, K-12. Higher ed, uh, also stagnating because we're not investing in it. As a business owner, those things affect you, I would think, just as much as the tax burden does or the regulatory environment. So, so I want you to talk just a little bit about how you value the quality of life that government provides for the people in this state and businesses in the state like yours uh, versus the need to pay taxes to maintain that, that quality of life. 
Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, all of those things are extremely important. The roads in Michigan, as we all know, are just horrific. And, and seeing these things being able to be funded so that we have a great infrastructure system is extremely important. And and I don't think that there's any responsible business owner or manufacturer doesn't recognize, you know, the need uh, for all of those things and the taxes that are associated with it. And I think it's just a balancing uh, proper balancing, uh, because uh, as we pay for those things, then the products we manufacture uh, simply become more expensive. And so the net of it is the consumer really is the person paying the taxes, uh, you know, whether or not it e- exactly affects the profit of the company. The company has to make enough money to stay in they business. They pass on those costs, uh, sure. But the, the taxes, you know, are you know, they're part and parcel of all of it. So the net of it is we all end up paying more. And it's just, I think, smart management and, and efficiencies are really what we need to be uh, really looked at. Yeah, if smart management and efficiencies in government is what you're talking about. Yes, okay. yes, exactly. Okay. All right, Doug Mayeri, uh, CEO of IMI, a manufacturer of virtual reality display glasses in Troy. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Absolutely. All right, up next, we're going to talk about the shortage of mortgages here in the city of Detroit. What does that do to our city? What does that do to the sort of financial stability of neighborhoods? Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019. We'll be right back in Detroit Today.